Welcome to Page One or Bust, your ultimate guide to getting on page one of search engines. Season two is here. In our first season, Drew and Ryan introduced pillar-based marketing and busted outdated SEO practices. Now that you've heard how PBM can drive page one rankings, we're discussing the emerging trends for 2023 and previewing what's to come in the new season. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from today's sponsor. Page One or Bust is brought to you by Demand Jump. Get insights, drive outcomes with Demand Jump. Get started creating content that ranks at demandjump.com today. And now, here are your co hosts, Drew Detzler and Ryan Brock. Welcome to Page One or Bust. This is your co host, Drew Detzler. With me, as always, Ryan Brock. Ryan, how are we doing? Yo, how are you today? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, because we're kicking off season two with a quick look back at what we learned last year. And then we're going to spend some time talking about what we're looking forward to in season two and some of the guests that we have lined up. That's right, Drew. Today, it's January 4th, which means that like almost all of you, I'm sure I am sick and uh, just (laughs) coming out of whatever misery my son and uh, my wife, who's a pediatric nurse, brought into my house over the holidays. How about you, Drew? Are you feeling healthy? The kids are back in school. You know, that's all. That's the plus, right? A little bit of a little bit of a breather from the sickness until they catch a new one, I guess. But I'm healthy as of now. Yeah, I mean, I was told by one of our coworkers yesterday that I, even though I was telling him I felt better, that I didn't sound better. He's like, this must be one of those things where you sound worse than you are. And I was like, I didn't know I sounded bad, but thanks, man. Yeah, how nice of him to talk you up and get you going on the first day back to work after a long break. Speaking of long periods of time i cannot believe that we have been doing this show for like a year now this is season two full year neither can i congrats to all of us especially you dear <laughs> listeners i can't believe you're here thank you for being here that's why we created it right we, we did not want to be self-serving we wanted to tell genuine stories of seoers and marketers and how they get their word out there when i go to a conference or i you know tune into like some sort of digital event or something. It's the conversations, the sessions, the workshops that people are leading that I find myself drawn to are always like, here's what I did. And this is what the results that it gave me. And this is how you can do it too. The concept of the experiment of the, let's try something, let's figure it out and let's see what it does. Like that's so essential to the, both the science and the art of content marketing and in organic content now in, in the world that we're living in that like, I can't imagine going about a show like this any other way, which has been awesome. Like the fact that we've been able to maintain such a steady flow of like really intelligent guests who all bring different perspectives and different expertise. And they've just been able to share stories of like, here's something that I did. Here's something that I did. Here's something that I did. Here's what's important to me. Here's what I've been work doing lately that's working. I think like that's what keeps me interested in this show. And I think it's probably, I would guess, what, what keeps our listeners coming back. And I know we're planning on doing a lot more of that in this second season. Yep, agree. And I learned the same way. I learned the same way that you mentioned there, whether it be at a session, a podcast or whatever it is, through a story and, and learning how to apply that story to my own use case and not through a step-by-step, go do this type of session. We've all sat through those in conferences and we've all sat through podcasts that are that same way. And I agree. I hope that's why we have so many listeners is that they're learning through the stories that we're telling. The kind of audience, the community that we built around this show in the last year is just 
flabbergasting to me. We look at the numbers and there's well over 35,000 of you listening to this show. And that's amazing to me. It's incredible to me. We're just talking to people who are trying stuff out and trying to figure out a game because at the end of the day, organic content is a game where like the rules aren't available to you fully. And the people making the rules will give you a little glimpse, but not everything. Like the kind of community you can build when everyone's just trying to figure something out with, a, with an unclear set of instructions, I think is pretty compelling. Funnily enough, I think you know, number one was let's do a podcast that isn't just marketing people talking about how cool they are. And then number two, to me, like what we didn't realize when we started the podcast, I don't think was that like this whole thing, pillar-based marketing that we have sort of built as a methodology that is driven by the technology that we have available to us. It's its own thing. It's not just SEO. It's not just content. I mean, we talked about this a lot over the last year, but it is a new methodology that does, does things different. It looks at the world differently, looks at the outcomes that you should be expecting from your organic content differently and how you make decisions in, in everything from the technical to the creative. And it's just, it's very clear to me now that like when you're doing the sort of play that we're doing, Drew, Mr. VP of Marketing, basically trying to say, look, we don't know if filler-based marketing is its own new category, but it's at least a subcategory and it's something a little bit different. We have to have space like this to have this conversation. And I'm just grateful that others have been willing to come alongside us and have that conversation with us. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why we coined the phrase pillar-based marketing and why we're spreading the word is because that does work. Now, let me ask you a question. Is pillar-based marketing SEO? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I think um, I'm at a point now where when I hear the phrase SEO, I think of two things. I think of like old tactics and tricks that people have used to try to get on page one. And then I think of like technical stuff. I think of like if I wanted to hire an SEO agency right now, I'm more interested in, or I'm, at least I'm assuming that what we're going to be talking about is like page load speed, like sitemaps, you know, like, like stuff that's on a technical level important. When I think about the actual work of doing SEO, that to me is now PBM. That is pillar-based marketing. The work of saying like, I'm going to produce content that I will hope is aligned with my audience and is giving them what they want and is connected in such a way that the search engines are going to recognize our authority on this topic and therefore reward us with top rankings. That is different. I, you know, I, I don't want to hire an SEO agency that doesn't understand the concept of networked content and the methodologies of pillar-based marketing when it comes to actually creating and strategizing and publishing content. I think it's a totally different thing. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. It's a great answer. And one of the things you said around, if we break down SEO, right? What PBM does, what pillar-based marketing does is it optimizes for not only search engines, but humans and users where SEO is just, you know, strictly focused on that. A lot of that technical aspect of it that you mentioned. And people have been saying for years, I mean, it's like, it is the most trite thing you can say. Don't write for robots, write for humans. Don't write for SEO, you know, write for humans. The difference with PBM is what it's actually doing is it's saying, okay, you, you have all these ways, marketer, of collecting perspective and information from your target audience. You can ask for survey, you know, input in an email blast. You could conduct an actual interview with a good customer. But every time you do that, there's just so much room for bias, for variability, for variance. Like what PBM does is it helps you optimize your content for the net of the entire marketplace surrounding the topics you care about. Where people are going on the internet to learn more about a given topic, pillar-based marketing is helping you say, now if we average that out and we look at the most common questions that are being asked and we look at the most common journeys because there are so many infinite ways people can search for information now you can translate that you can like that is something that is quantifiable now that wasn't quantifiable 10 years ago and that is always going to be a more reliable starting point for a content strategy than talking to five of your customers and assuming that they represent all of your customers 
We came into the year wanting to get the word out about pillar-based marketing. And we did so by discussing SEO and other marketing tactics with tons of extremely qualified marketing leaders. Why did we do that? Why did you want to do that, Drew? I'm going to turn your question right, right around on you. I want to hear why you wanted to do it. Because it was, I mean, this was ostensibly your idea. Yeah, back on me. We wanted to do it because it works, right? I, I talked about how anyone who says they know how to do SEO is lying. And that's pretty much the case. It's tough. It's been a tough nut to crack. It will always be a tough nut to crack. Because if you crack it, then Google will kill you. You know, find whatever loophole you're exploiting and close it. Yeah, when people think about cracking it, they think about gaming the system. Think about figuring out some loophole. You're right. But that's not what we did with pillar-based marketing, and that's not what users are doing. They are writing useful, helpful content, and, and it's working. Over the years, there have been a million different tactics like the link farming, the backlink farming that yeah. like have worked for a while and then not worked anymore. There's a fundamental difference between exploiting something Google doesn't understand properly enough to shut it down and instead benefiting from Google's own understanding of contextual relevance within any given topic and the way people search for it. What we're doing is we're leaning into the biggest search company in the world and the research they've already done. Like they've already invested money in trying to understand if someone searches for this term, they're more likely than not to search for this term and then helping to make those recommendations that guide users along that journey. We're saying, why would we try to recreate that through building our own keyword lists? Because we can't have the same impact. Looking at a list of keywords that just sort of says, oh, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, I'm going to embrace some blog posts about these things. But we can get really close to understanding how most of our customers are going to move through things. And so what we're doing is just taking data and understanding it better. And it's working for the record. Like it continues to work. It works every single time we try it. So why wouldn't I want to talk about this? Here in a sec, we'll jump forward and look at the year to come in season two and what we're going to talk about and what we are excited for. But I wanted to ask you a question and I'll answer it myself first. And that's around what did you learn most this past year? Mine is around the Google helpful content update. And it sounds so simple and so stupid that it took this for us to really think about vocalizing this, but creating helpful content is what we should all be doing and what we should all be focusing on. But how do you create that helpful content? And I think talking with our guests, that's what they all talked about. They all talked about creating helpful content in different channels, different avenues. It wasn't all SEO, but it was all about creating helpful content. Google has ways of measuring that. And so like, like my answer to your question, Drew, like what did I, what do I think is the most important thing I learned this year is that authority with a capital A as a concept it is no longer about your website. You know, for too long in this industry, the concept of authority has been applied to your domain. You want to get your domain authority score as high as you can get it, which means that you're more likely when you post new content going to rank high. What we've seen again and again is you can start with a website with an authority of four out of a hundred, right? Like they could have no authority whatsoever, but you can build a content strategy that is striving for topical authority. Yeah. Or another way of thinking about this is pillar authority, uh, building out network content around a given topic. And suddenly it's easy to become an authority on a given topic really fast. It's easy to not only become an authority, but to take over top page rankings from like the biggest companies in the world. And you can do this overnight, practically. If you think about what you're doing from a topical standpoint, not from a standpoint of like, 
Oh, I've got this website. I need to make it look pretty. And what am I going to call my blog? I'm going to call my blog News Incorporating. Oh, like nobody cares. Like nobody's coming to your website. Nobody's trying to navigate it. It's not about your messaging. It's not about this user experience you built on your website where you think people are going from A to B. It's about like meeting people where they are and providing that network experience. And that's the only thing that matters at this point. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I love that you went British for that example. I think it was British. You can ask my wife. I don't know what it is, but that's always my like. Anyone other than you? Hey, look at me. I'm fancy. <laughs> well, I can tell it's well-practiced. I've been on NyQuil and DayQuil for like six days, Drew. <laughs> Doesn't show. Well, a little bit. One of the last thing I want to do, if we're looking back, I want to stop looking back because people who have been with us have been with us. They've heard these things before. Yeah. But I do want to say, I think it's important. Like we talk about pillar-based marketing all the time. But we don't really talk about like what what is actually happening in that in that that subcategory. Like what are practitioners of this methodology that we're teaching and talking about actually accomplishing? Just this morning, we got a message from one of our coworkers about a demand jump customer. They're working with an agency that we partner with, and we've been working with them for a while. But they just started a new pillar. They've already got other, a few other other pillars of content built on their website. They just started a new pillar. It looks like they probably published it in the middle of November. So we're talking six weeks ago is when they began publishing their content. They published about 40 pieces of content. And since, let's see, uh, actually since November 26th, you know, they started with five first page keyword ranks. So they were, they were on page one for five terms relevant to their new pillar. And as of the third yesterday, they have 66 keywords they're ranking on page one for across their 42 pieces of content. X, 13X. Yeah, 13X. Similarly, we published at Demand Jump, we decided we made a shift this year to focus on software as a service companies. And we work with like literally every industry, but when it comes to our outbound what we do to reach out to people. We really love working with SaaS because yeah. they're usually people who are willing to try new things and willing to invest in data and think the same way that we think. And it just results, results in good things. So we decided that we needed to create some content for our SaaS audience. So we produced two pillars of content. They each had about 20 pieces in them, I think. Not a whole lot of content. One of those is SaaS marketing. We published that back in the middle of October. We ended up, we, we had one page one keyword. We, so, you know, when I say that, we showed up on page one of search results for one keyword within the topic network of SaaS marketing. So we said, okay, let's understand how people search for SaaS marketing. What are all the most common questions and things that they ask? We can map that network. We then understand that in that network, our domain at that time, middle to end of October, we had one, one keyword where if you search that keyword, one of our pieces of content would show up on page one. Publish those 20 pieces by the end of this year. So like uh, about two months, we have 65 or 96 so we are showing up on page one of 96 keywords within that topical network. 802 keywords were on in the first 10 pages. Additionally, we did SaaS content as a pillar. Starting out in the middle of October, what day is that? October 8th. So beginning of October, we had 72 keywords that we were on page one for in this topic network of SaaS content. Today, 488. <laughs> We went from 217 top 100 keywords to 1,862. Now, I'd like to talk about page one because if you're not on page one, it doesn't matter. And what I mean by that is the top 10, right? Because yeah. the infinite scroll thing is happening. But idea that we could go into a completely new idea, a new topic that we've never written about before, drop 20 pieces of content, and then over the course of two months, earn 488 page one rankings that's driving a significant amount of new traffic for us without any other tricks or anything. It's just networked content that's all interconnected. It's amazing. And these are the kinds of results that, that people who use pillar-based marketing get every single time, every time. 
if they do it the way that we recommend it, the way we teach. That right there is why I wanted to get the word out about pillar-based marketing and the pillar-based marketing approach. Quite frankly, I take it for granted. So it's SEO 2023. Drew, what are your plans for 2023? One thing that I am following close attention to in 2023, as we were in 2022, but very hot right now, is AI content. You can't go anywhere without hearing about it. Can't go anywhere without hearing about it, including here. I'm sure that is a topic we will discuss with guests in 2023. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, we've got at least one of our upcoming guests. She's an amazing storyteller. We like to talk about AI content, and I know she's coming on this show, so maybe we'll talk about that a little then. And why every single possible signal from Google and from, you know, common sense land tells us that we are not ready, that AI content is not ready to replace your creatives when it comes to developing the kind of content that's worthy of winning top rankings in search. So I'm excited to keep harping on that. Yeah, so AI content, you know, it's looming over our shoulders, but the future, I think, is still very bright. Drew, I've heard you get a little bit excited over, you know, the evolution of PBM into multi-channel marketing. That's something we've been talking about a lot lately. I mean, is that something that gets you fired up for 2023? Very much. And I know we'll have some guests that will be talking about that. But yeah, the idea of multi-channel content and multimedia SEO, I don't know, whatever we want to call it, but pillar-based marketing and SEO, for the most part, has been focused on the actual words on the page. And I think there are some interesting plays out there to utilize both video and audio in some really creative ways to, to boost SEO and boost your pillar-based marketing and really give a halo effect to all channels, which I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, we've got, a, we've got an upcoming guest who represents a technology that I think is doing for audio and video content what, what Demand Jump has done for written content in Addressing this issue that is, I think, the biggest challenge that we're going to keep seeing new and creative solutions for in marketing, I think this year is going to be like a huge year for it. It's just like, take this tactic that has not been successful and you haven't been able to tell us why, and but you've been told that it's something that you should be doing, so you want to do it, and then break it apart and actually be able to analyze it and actually be able to quantify it and then to use it to inform your next steps while also understanding the impact those original steps are having on your marketing outcomes, like whether it comes to organic content, podcasting, like this podcast we have here, like figuring out how to better analyze and better just understand having intelligence in marketing on the same level that like finance has had for years, sales has had for years. That's what's happening right now in marketing. And it's really exciting to see that like the reason we don't talk about SEO anymore about PBM because it's gonna it's bigger than just what we've always traditionally thought of as like keywords and written words on a page. It's about data and it's about networking and understanding how to make the most of what you got. And I'm really excited for that in 2023. What do you say we start talking about what we're looking forward to in season two? Ronald McDonald's gonna join us and talk about how he changed an entire generation of American health forever, right? Yeah, uh, I'm a grimace guy. Ooh, that's a good uh, does grimace talk. I hope he has, not. He has a mouth. But I think that's for eating milkshakes, right? Whatever. Uh, yeah, you're right. Do you remember when they made the Hamburglar hot for a few? <laughs> no. This is like maybe 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, he oh, went from being like a little yeah. cartoon boy to like a grown man with like a five o'clock shadow. It was so <laughs> weird. Maybe we can get that actor on to talk about what a wild ride his life has been. If you're listening and you have any details, please reach out to us about the hot Hamburglar. So we can learn more. Hot Hamburglar. Hot Hamburglar. Hot. We need to start making merch. Like we need to have a hot Hamburglar t-shirt for this show. Say it. 
Pat Hamblah. Yeah. You know, I'm excited. I know we have a big slate of guests that are already signed up and ready for their shows coming up here. And we got some interesting people on that list. You've got people who are representing like CEOs of tech startups. We got one guy, Matt Hunkler coming on, known Matt for a long time. He heads up the powder keg community that is sort of, they've spearheaded this whole unvalley concept. The idea that the coupling of tech growth in our economy to the coasts is not the way forward for the future, that actually innovation happens everywhere. I think it's going to be really awesome to talk to somebody with that perspective on this show, talking about like, you know, he's meeting people all the time who are engaged in the business of trying to capture the market's attention and grow and, you know, how that aligns with, with what we're doing and our goals. I think it's like super important and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be a great conversation. Print is dead. Long live digital. Speaking of which, I got a book coming out in 2023. Very excited about that. Myself and our original host, Toph Day. We've been working on this since we first got started on this show. And uh, we'll have more details coming out over the next few episodes. But within a few months of you listening to this, uh, you should expect to see the real world publication of the book, Pillar Based Marketing. So more info on that to come. But like the idea that we were able to take all these conversations and all of this learning that we've done and turn it into something that is like a how to guide, a manual for changing the way you think about organic content and using data effectively. I can't wait to get that out into the world. When did you write a book? Just half the time <laughs> of the last like six or seven months. When have you not been writing a book is the real question. Yeah. No, we're I'm very excited for that book and to get it out there in the world. So stay tuned and we'll be sure to get it in front of you some more. All right, Drew. Yes? We got a new feature I think that we want to talk about here on the show. We are wanting to get the audience involved. Now that we've gotten through our first season, we built such a great community around the show. We've actually decided to make it a recurring part of the show moving forward to have some audience interaction and actually like talk about the topics that you want to hear about and engage in answering some of your questions, that sort of thing. So Drew, how can people do that? How can listeners get involved? Yes, exactly. We want you to get involved. And if you have an idea for a topic or a proposed guest or something that you wanted to get out to us, you can reach out to us at page one at demandjump.com. And just so you know, the funnier your email, the more likely it is I'm going to want to read it on the air. So, you know, <laughs> may the odds be ever in your favor. That's exactly right. Seriously, do not hesitate to reach out to us with a topic, a theme, an idea, someone that you would like to have on the show, and we will make it happen. If a we question. If we, we can. Things about, yeah, if we can, but you know, probably we'll do it. If you talk about hot hamburger, we're probably going to get you on the show. <laughs> Any details on the hot hamburger we would like to follow up on. Got it that time. All right. Well, what a beautiful start to this to this new season. I don't think we ever talk as much as we did on this episode. There are other episodes, and I'm sure the listeners are excited to be done with this episode and ready to move on to our next one with our next amazing guest. So any closing words of wisdom, Drew? No, all I can say is that I assure you we will not talk as much in future episodes here in season two. That's a guarantee. You know, we're excited to have some smarter people than us on this show to really bring some value and hopefully help you do great at your job and succeed and grow in all the ways that you want to. So season right. two, baby, we made it. Season two, here we go. Looking forward to it. We'll see you guys next time on Page One or Bust. Bye. Page One or Bust is brought to you by Demand Jump. Know the exact content to create to increase first page rankings and drive outcomes with Demand Jump. Get started for free today at demandjump.com.